welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host, Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity, and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between, the highs, the lows, and the fuck me, this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way, this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Welcome back to Unleash Your Creative Magic. After all the excitement of last week, it's time to get back to the business of writing. And believe it or not, it really is a business. So this week, I'm going to talk about characters. And I think I've touched on them, but maybe not enough. They definitely need a lot of thinking about. After all, this story you're writing is going to have a fair few of them. And let's face it, unless they are interesting enough to pique your reader's attention, they won't want to read on. We want them to care about your characters and the predicament and situations they find themselves in. Forgive my indulgence in gravitating back to Stephen King, but the guy has written 62 novels and sold over 350 million copies worldwide, so I kind of assume he knows what he's talking about. So in his fabulous book on writing, he said to make your stories about the people, which in other words, is make your story character-driven. If you have a good plot, but an even better character's, then you're on to a winner. And I do plot out my stories before I begin. I've told you this. But once those characters get into my head and start to take over, well, sometimes things happen that you never really expected. For example, take the ending I just wrote for my latest story. That really came out of the blue, but it was absolutely perfect. Well, to me, it's a perfect ending. It's currently with Emily, my lovely editor, and she might not agree with me. But we'll sort that out when the edits come back. And you know what? I think I'll fight to keep this ending and most of the time I do take out what I'm advised to because I trust her implicitly but this is one I really want to keep. That ending came about because my character Morgan Brooks who pretty much led the entire story got to this point and it just seemed really fitting. Your story needs a list of characters but how many? It's impossible to say, but I'd suggest before you start at least making a list of your main characters so you have a reference point to look back on. And whatever you do, whenever you come up with a character, add them to this list. Otherwise, it's too easy to get confused. You know what? I need to make more of an effort myself with this part because I suck at it. So this episode is as much for me as it is for you. I open up a blank document or a notepad and then I'll jot down a few notes about the characters. So Morgan Brooks, protagonist, in her early 20s, inexperienced and a bit of a loner at school. She lives in Doc Martin boots, has tattoos, red hair and perfect wings on her eyeliner. She is loyal, feisty, has a bit of an obsession with serial killers and would really have loved to have been an FBI agent but lives in a small town in the Lake District in the UK which means that that's an impossible dream. So she's settled for becoming a police officer. Ben Matthews, Detective Sergeant, widowed in his 40s, a little overweight and unfit since his wife's death. Hasn't been looking after himself and is depressed. He's also a little grumpy. He's an excellent detective though and kind. He will do anything for his team and takes rookie Morgan under his wing. 
These two also develop a really close bond and there's a bit of friction between them on the romance side. They like each other a lot. Ben thinks he's far too old and not good enough for Morgan and she thinks she's not good enough for him and they do have a few close calls but they've decided to keep it professional for now. Much to my readers' disgust, they're always telling me that those two need to get it on. The killer, my protagonist. Ha ha ha, I won't disclose his name just in case anyone did decide they might want to read the books. But he's actually, well, it's hard to say much about him without giving it all away. But he's got an awful lot going on. Amy Smith, Detective Constable, early 30s, funny, feisty and isn't afraid to say what she thinks. She's often outspoken about the crimes and the people around her. Declan Donnelly, forensic pathologist. I absolutely love Declan. He's Irish, has a wicked sense of humour and struggling to find a partner who can put up with his job. He's gay and takes a shine to Morgan and he thinks her and Ben should get it on and is forever asking them if they have yet. When I began plotting out the first book in this series, this was all I had. In fact, I probably didn't even have that much because I've just written book four that the characters have developed a lot over the last three books. The thing is though, if you don't keep a record of them, this is when you get mixed up and end up calling them the wrong names, don't you Helen? Which sends your copy editor into a meltdown, or at least it sends mine into one. My hairdresser Joe is my life saver when it comes to characters and places. That was until I discovered the search option on my Kindle and I could stop being a pain to her. I once needed to know the name of a character in a church I in a story because I could not for the life of me remember and I messaged her literally within seconds she replied with the names and I'm very lucky we all need a joe in our lives because my memory is really awful at the best of times but what makes a good character there are archetypes that you can fall back on as a guide for your characters such as the good guy good girl the warrior the survivor the leader the bad girl or boy, the charmer, the sleazeball, the boss, you get the idea. You can decide what kind of person you want each character to be and then this is where the fun begins as you turn them into your creation. It's a bit like being Dr Frankenstein, having the ability to write these vicious killers and heroes. You're the one with the power and you bring them to life and then watch them take on a life of their own once you start writing about them. Thankfully we're able to keep them under control. What was that film with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Our last action hero, I think it was, where the characters from the movies came to life in the real world. That'd be scary. I read something this morning that said a group of psychologists watched hundreds of films to see which characters portrayed a psychopath which was most true to life. And believe it or not, Hannibal Lecter was near the bottom of the list because he wasn't a believable one. There's a little snippet of useless information for you. But to me, he's one of the most memorable killers in all of the books I've read. Next to Pennywise the Dancing Clown, of course, because come on, he's unforgettable. But what I think they're forgetting is these are all fictional, thank the Lord. We are allowed to make our characters as flamboyant, scary and downright evil if we want. Because isn't that the whole point of writing a story in the first place? It's these kind of characters that stay with us long after you've read the words the end and the book is finished. If I'm walking along a deserted street and a red balloon floated past, I would literally crap myself and get the hell out of there. Bravo, Mr King, you did an amazing job with that character. For me, Morgan is a cross between the good girl and a warrior. She is fearless in her pursuit of criminals to protect her community, 
putting herself in danger to stop these evil fiends. And Ben is a combination of the leader and the good guy. He wants to lead his team to get justice for the victims and is an all-round decent person. By the way, that Morgan is also a bit of a rebel and she will do what it takes to catch the baddies without anyone's permission, which kind of gets into lots of sticky situations. But this is what makes my lovely readers so invested in the stories. They need to know if Morgan's going to catch the baddies and if she's okay. I think that if you sit and write a little bit about your characters, you can start by asking yourself the basics. What are they called? And this, my friends, is a lot harder than it sounds. I found choosing the names of characters harder than writing a book, but don't let that put you off. In the beginning, I never wanted to use the names of people that I knew in case they got upset. And now as I'm writing more and more stories and running out of names, you'll find a fair few of my friends' names popping up. If there's a particularly awful character, I will ask them in advance because it's only polite. But I've found on the whole that they'll often ask me to make them a killer or one of the good guys. So who am I to decline? It really makes my life a lot easier. But if you're stuck for character names, there's loads of places. Pinterest, I always go back to Pinterest. Google's brilliant. And you can even have a wander around a local cemetery and pinch names off gravestones. So where are your characters from? How old are they? What colour hair, eyes, height, weight, dress, etc. If you're really stuck for character ideas and descriptions, then Pinterest really is your new best friend. I have a board on there full of images of people I can use for character descriptions and I quite often refer back to it. When you do come to describing your characters for the first time, don't go overboard. Like Pennywise was all the six foot tall with tufts of red hair in a weird hairstyle with his really weird silver eyes that sometimes turn yellow. His face was painted white with a big red nose and lips. He wore a suit, 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 I can't say it. He wore a suit like a clown with frills and pom-poms and liked to carry a red balloon around with him. Oh, and he slavers a lot like a slobbering dog. What Mr King actually describes is, there was a clown in the storm drain. The light was far from good, but it was good enough so that George Denborough was sure of what he was seeing. It was a clown, like in the circus or on the TV. A little further on in that paragraph, he writes, The face of the clown in the storm drain was white. There were funny tufts of red hair on either side of the bald head, and there was a big clown smile painted over his mouth. He tends to go for a generic description, but we already know that a clown in a storm drain isn't ever going to be good news, and this is where our imagination kicks in. When I was researching the topic to see what other writers think, I found all sorts of in-depth worksheets that you could fill out, and I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit, what should I call it, flummoxed is probably right. There were literally sheets and sheets of AFR pages, and they might be exactly what you need for your story, but you will end up with a couple of lines out of all of that to use when describing them and figuring out what their motivations are. By the time I'd have answered all those questions, I think I'd have lost the will to live and ended up with almost a full book of character motivation. The Hiding Place has at least 17 characters. That would be so much extra work that would be best spent just writing the story. If you do want some structured ideas for your character development, then again, check out Pinterest. It's really good for stuff like that. So let me know what you think. 
Do you think that you need more or less when it comes to characters, development and descriptions? It's up to you. Remember that this is your story and only you can write it the way you want. These are just some of my ideas to help you get going. If you do enjoy listening to this podcast, it would be amazing if you could leave a quick review. And if you want to check out any of my books, I'll put the links in the show notes. There's also an Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook and Instagram page. Have an amazing week, take care, and whatever you're doing, get writing. If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode, where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.